0: Welcome to another episode of Monroe Must Hangs. I'm your host, David Spiegel, and here with me today is one of the longest tenured members of the Monroe Athletic Department and one of the most influential ones as well. Please welcome Jessica Rayford.
1: Hello. Hi, David.
0: Hey, Jess. Thank you for joining me today. Um, let me, let me, before I go on too far, I want to make sure I get your titles in there. Um, Associate Director of Athletics and Director of Sports Medicine for the Monroe yes. Athletic Department. And we're gonna get into how that all came to be with such fancy titles. Um, But first, I wanna just say hello and uh, acknowledge that you've had a pretty eventful year so far, dealing with everything we have to deal with in life and athletics. So, how are you doing?
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for asking. I really do appreciate that. Um, (laughs) So far, so good. Um, COVID has been insanely fun. Um <laughs> so it's been an adjustment. I had a baby in April, as most of um the people who tune in know, her name is Jules. So I have DJ who's six and Jules who's six months now. Um so yeah, just finding that new normal, like every other Mustang out there and every other Monroe person out there, just finding that that normal. And um, we got flipped upside down I'm just trying to come out of it. Um, but in addition to personal. Also, trying to get make sure that Monroe Mustangs have an opportunity, right? Um, that I find like that's that's the biggest piece for me. That's the the biggest thing I miss, um, is being around uh, the thing that we love to do, especially sports. Like, we're so privileged to work in a sports environment, to work in a fun environment, and the second that you cut out that fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, just trying to find that new normal while still being safe. Um, as an athletic trainer, yeah, you know, that's the first on my list is safety. Um, so it's been quite interesting. It's been interesting. How about you, David? How are you? How is everything um, in your world? I really have enjoyed watching the Mustangs and all your guests and things like that. I, you know, I, I love the new platform. I'm enjoying um, this new thing. Like you said, I've been at Monroe for a while, 10 years, and this is very new for us. So yeah, you know, how's your how's your COVID experience and your 2020 treating you here on Mustangs?
0: Well, thank you. Um, you know, it's definitely been an experience. Um, and of course, we're just trying to do some new things here as we have the time for it. So this is one of the things that I thought about doing for a long time before COVID, just trying to do something consistent like this podcast interview series, things like that. So finally had the time to sit down, plan it out, get it done. And I'm, I'm enjoying the experience so far. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're enjoying the experience so far. And it's, it's, you know, I'm hoping to make it a better experience for our audience, of course, and, you know, just keep people entertained and tuned in with what's going on with our athletic department. Because of course, as you said, we don't get the fun part right now of game day and practices. Well we have practices, but game day and having a live audience and competition and all all those thrills. So, you know, just getting used to what work looks like for us right now has has been definitely different. Um, but I think you have a lot more to say about that than I do because you're experiencing a whole lot of different things than I am right now. Because you know i'm usually confined to these four walls right here which works for me but you don't get to really do that so we could we could jump right into that as well right now is that obviously we have to change a lot of things because of what the world looks like right now and while we're not playing any games we do have our athletes on campus we have them working out we have them working with their teams and practicing and of course when you have that you have your athletic trainers that need to be on top of it So what are some of the experiences like right now in the first couple of weeks with athletes back on campus and just having to change all these protocols?
1: Well, so first um, I want to back up just a little bit and tell you that Monroe College and the athletic training department, um, we are staffed and we're prepared for this. And I want to say that it, the ten years that I've been with Monroe College as the head athletic trainer and then director of sports medicine, um, all of the administration has given me um, and the athletic department so many tools to grow the health and safety of of sport. So I'll tell you what we were prepared because we have a large staff, um, and we so that means we have the knowledge and the manpower to take on this pandemic experience. Um, I'll tell you, I've been, you know, I know other athletic trainers in the area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, um, other institutions as well, and some don't have athletic trainers, you know, some furloughed um, athletic directors, um, administration trying to figure it out with health and safety, but how do you figure it out with health and safety when you don't have a health and safety staff? You have to hire a new one or go out and find one, um, and and then so now your focus is on, okay, my health and safety staff, right? I'm telling you for us at Monroe, since we had this great infrastructure of athletic training, this great infrastructure of sports medicine set in place um, for the last 10 years, it made jumping in a little less stressful. We have a great team physician, Dr. Yasmin Dar. She's out of specialty orthopedics and she partners with Montefiore. Um, in New Rochelle and um, having her on staff and then having, we have, in addition to myself, we have um, Andrew, Bobby, Morgan. We just hired Amanda and we're looking to hire Micah. Um, But the staff, as you can imagine, like I just mentioned, I'm giving all these shout outs because it was already there, you know? And so it made my job so much easier. Um, so, the as soon as we split from campus in March, as soon as we shut the doors and locked it down, everybody went their way, um, we were immediately on the phone to each other, we're immediately on conference calls, we're immediately in the books, right? We're immediately um, back to square one, we're immediately into understanding. Um, but again, with the people that were already there and that have been there and know the ways of Monroe College understanding our student athlete and all of these things, it made it very easy um, to get started. And so bouncing tons of ideas off of each other all summer long, when we finally got to um, that day, to pull the curtain up, if you will, um, and everyone starts moving in, um, it's going well. It's going well, honestly. Um, We definitely have set rules in place that I'm happy that everybody has abided by. Um, the coaches um, have been phenomenal, and everybody just wants to get to the end what however you get to the end is is the plan, right? so um all hands on deck um we've done several rounds of testing of student athletes um, we're keeping insanely clean, we're keeping masks, obviously, and um, it's not fun, you know again, we, this is not fun, but we have been well equipped with the tools to take it on. And, um, I feel it's, it's, you know, obviously everybody gets stressed and then, you know, we get stressed and they don't. So we have this kind of, um, effect going on, um, right now, but I'll tell you what, we, we are good. You know, it's, we approach things on the sports field. And I feel like a lot of my analogies when going into COVID are very, sports-like and uh, you have to be resilient you have to be tough and you have to um you know change the game if you need to go back to the playbook but that's what we're doing you know and I you know the coaches have been great student athletes have been amazing athletic trainers have been even better and um yeah we're it's great David honestly it sucks but it's good it's this bittersweet yin and yang thing happening you know um so it's it's good
0: I think if there was one thing I was confident in during all this was that our sports medicine department would be prepared for it.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Obviously it just over my last three years at Monroe, I think the athletic training department has been one of the most consistently, I'm not sure what the word is for, but just consistently spectacular, I guess would be, would be the right word yeah. for it. Well, as, I'll
1: tell you what in, um, in the, in sports medicine and all medicine and especially for us where we're responding to emergencies, if a student gets injured, goes down on um, severity, I think the word you're looking for is consistent. That's it. Consistency, we're being, we're consistently consistent. You know, we do the same thing all the time and we don't vary from those things, right? There's an expectation and there's a standard to keep everybody safe. And we make sure that we we meet that standard and it can't go left or right, you know, until we we're consistent. And I think that, you know, period, you know.
0: That is for sure. And just such an important piece to our athletic department. And I think a big contributor to why we've had so many successful teams over the last few years. And I've observed it myself, just even going on some trips to bowl games and the world series and other championships that you just see the relationship between some of our student athletes and some of our athletic trainers um, is, is so strong. And I think that's because they, you, you've, they've all grown to trust our athletic department and, you know, within good reason because they know that they're being really well taken care of. And I know just throughout this whole COVID process, the one thing that was communicated as very consistently was what the new safety and health protocols are going to be for us. And seeing it put into place now and just, you know, I haven't been on campus too much myself, but hearing back from all the coaches that I've been interviewing and just speaking to on a weekly basis saying that, you know, things are going well, things are going fine with practice. You know, it's a little bit of extra work to have to deal with it. But it's what we got to do to reach the ultimate goal of playing in January and February and March. So obviously we're going to do what we have to do because this is what we do and what we love.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, it's just, um, it's, and I think a lot of people can attest to it. It's, COVID is a testament to who you are as an individual. It's, an, it's a testament who you are as a coach and a, and a, and a player. Um, you know, we as coaches, I, we go out every day and talk about, Uh, make an an adjustment and you watch the playbook and you're doing all of these different things to to get to that championship to win and um, you know I believe that sports is a microcosm of life you know and everything that happens in sport that you're going to find in life and vice versa so here we are we're you know our backs against the wall we're a little bit challenged but you know now's that time where put your money where your mouth is and um, work harder so the practice is not the same as it used to be. So what? You know, and if 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 it hasn't made you more resilient, um, then maybe you're not listening or you're not working as hard, you know. So uh it again, yeah, it hasn't been easy. But again, I think it's it's what's making the next athlete out of you. If you what and whatever that means to you is what it means, you know, just making the next person out of you.
0: Yeah, I would have to say that this generation of student athletes is going to be experiencing things that a lot of generations before them didn't experience and hopefully generations after them don't have to experience either. Yes. Um, but let's, let's go a little bit farther back. You said you've been with Monroe roughly 10 years. Um, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen? Let's, let's say with athletic training to start, um, in your time from, from beginning till now.
1: Oh, sure. Actually every day is a change and that's why, um, The last 10 years have been so great, interesting, um, good. When I first started at Monroe College, there was no athletic training, there was no sports medicine. Um, President Jerome um, hired me and said, do a good job, make a sports medicine department. He said, don't let me down and here we are. So we started from the bottom and We needed to hire um, physicians, orthopedics, set um, standard operating procedures into place, establish pre-participation physicals, just make sure that when the student athlete is committing their entire time, that they are being safe. Um, There's no underlying um, pre-existing conditions that might impact them from playing. Um, We just wanna make sure that we're getting the most from the student athlete, that we're giving them the most and and they're getting the most and vice versa. So just putting all these things into place, um, again, sports medicine is not just the um, when stuff happens, but we're, we're preventing it as well. So having a place to go when um, you're just feeling sore or, some, or, you know, just to get you at your best performance, right? However we can get you at your best performance, because at Monroe College, we ask a lot as do most institutions, right? You need to be up at six o'clock in the morning, you need to go to bed at midnight, you need to get all A's, and you need to win championships. And this is, this is not a drill. This is what happens, and this is what, this is what we live by, right? We we practice 12 months a year, and we might have Sundays off, maybe sometimes, right? (laughs) But we have tournaments, and we, we do it big. So, we make sure that when we're asking somebody to perform at this level, we assist you with the tools necessary to get the job done. And so this is what I started 10 years ago. It it was the most fun I I had. And so setting all of this into place with a blank slate um, has been extremely fun. So needless to say, every year has been different. The first year, is nothing we're testing it out the second year okay we kind of got that going the third year fourth year so on and so forth and then um amidst me figuring it all out we add a football program a football program is the biggest of the biggest when it comes to athletic departments it's the biggest show it's the biggest injury it's the biggest everything so for me understanding that and knowing that about football um, still figuring it out, but adding football, we managed and we made it. Uh, Coach Card, phenomenal. Um, understanding, extreme understanding, great perspective. Um, David Dimmons, Lou Mal- I was all great. Everybody's great, right, making this football program. So that was that year. Then the next year, we moved, we moved into the mat to the Monroe Athletic Complex. And that was ma- a massive undertaking. Um, and then we, we established an athletic training room. Where we needed whirlpools, we needed ice machines. We needed to make and feel and look like that experience, and we and give a quality service. So that was that year. The next year, we needed to make the athletic training room bigger. We outgrew the space in one year. We knocked the wall down, and now we have to move um, coaches and um, inconvenience people. And but again, still growing and still and still making something different, you know, and knocking that wall down, expanding. Um, the following year, um, becoming Associate Athletic Director, I want to say, somewhere in there, um, Lou Melendez becoming Athletic Director, um, establishing new sports information while still athletic training, hiring more um, athletic trainers to continue to do a quality job. Um, so in an extremely long story short, there every year at Monroe College for me in these 10 years has been extremely different. And here we are in year 10 going starting year 11. We're in a pandemic, like, goodness gracious, you know, so it's been it has been very interesting. Um, It doesn't go without it doesn't go without its issues, but it does, but the let me tell you about all the amazing things, national champions and a lot of things, and professional athletes and accolades, and it's just, it's been great, but every year has been quite different, quite different.
0: I would say so. I know in my time my, uh, at Monroe, when I started in July of 2017, my first little office space was what is now part of the athletic training office, It's a little computer and a little desk in a little, what, we, what do we call it, a bullpen, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I didn't last there too long, thankfully, for my sake, but um, that was my first spot. And then I remember sometime a few months down the line, we moved all the coaches out of there. And like you said, knocked down that wall and expanded the athletic training room. And it's, it's you know, it's something to behold. I don't think you're going to see too many schools at this level that have what we have there. So Obviously, we're very privileged and, and lucky, and, you know, I know that was a, a big project for you, something you really wanted right away when I was there, mm-hmm. so um, it, it's great to see how much we're doing with it, but it sounds like, you know, back 10 years ago, President Jerome put a lot of trust in you before we had all these things, so what was it about you back then that made him trust you so much right away? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. Uh, it's funny because I was actually just talking to oh, I was talking to Lou about this on Friday when he told me about his promotion. Um, and I don't know if President Jerome will remember this, but um, I am a military child, so I traveled everywhere. Um, so I really don't have a home, if you per se, right? Um, I graduated high school in England. I went to college in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, University of West Florida. And um, after that, I did my master's degree in Kentucky, in Barberville, Kentucky, tiny, tiny little town. So I'm all over the place. But um, New York has always had this glitz or glam for me, you know, since I was young. And um, the movement of it, the hustle of it, the, the whatever of it has always attracted me. And um, in my interview with President Jerome, when it was finished, when we finished our interview, he says to me, he says, he said, your country, you're southern. He's like, but you're New York. He said, you're New York. You you're a New Yorker. Something about you. You you have New York and you're gonna be okay. And so I I feel like he saw, he still sees that hustle, that grit, right? That get the job done. Um, also creativity, ingenuity, thinking not just straight, but or you know, left and right, the same as himself, um, having the um, the perspective to see a football program will fit at Monroe College, having, you know, seeing that marching band fits, you know, and just trusting the process and trusting athletics. And um, and that's very much my personality as well. It's very much Lou's personality as well. And so I, I like to think that what he saw in me back then um, is that New Yorker, you know, that grit, that going to get it done, you know, the same way with the COVID stuff, how we get it done, right. It's all the same message. And, by and far, wherever I'm from, wherever I was born, wherever I was, something inside me is meant to be, you know, in the way of life of New York.
0: You know, I think it's something that not too many of our student athletes, maybe even alumni and coaches know about you is, like you said, you kind of were jumping from place to place growing up. So do you want to talk a little bit more about what that was like and all the places you've lived?
1: Sure. So it's really interesting. There's actually. Um, very interesting life and I wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, my father's in the Air Force. um, And when I was born, I was born in Okinawa, Japan. We lived there for five years. After that, we we are the typical military family. My father gets the orders, we pack up and we leave. Um, We and that, that's how I'm born and that's how I'm raised. Um, that entire military structure is my life and that's you know fundamentally who I am. Um, it's, it's, it's taught me how to deal with adversity. It's taught me how to get up and move. It's taught me um, to watch your surroundings. It's taught me a lot of different things. And, um, and not to mention meeting new people, right? So moving from Japan, Okinawa at five, We moved across the world um, to Colorado. We lived there for four years in Colorado, United States. After that, we, for four years, we moved to Germany across the world. Um, Again, remember when you're in the military, you don't live in these little bubbles of Americans. You live within the country. So you're, we live, we live in the towns of Germany. We live in Japan. We're part of the country. Um, so meeting people, learning the language, learning the food, being accustomed to something different is our life. Um, so, yes, after Germany, we moved to Las Vegas, everything, right, being, it's so different, moving, I moved to Las Vegas, and um, as a young girl in, in the sixth grade, um, we lived there for two years, after that was where we moved to England, where I stayed for four years, and I graduated high school, um, college is next not sure where and what and why um so florida because it's hot so i moved to pensacola florida <laughs> where the beaches are university of west florida best experience ever best amazing institution proud alumni um and then um a friend of a friend gave me a chance in kentucky to be an assistant athletic trainer in barberville kentucky which is naia um, where I got to master my athletic training um, education that I got in Pensacola. I feel like and in, in Kentucky at Union, I, that's the basis of a master's degree, right? To get, take what you've learned and just and get better and get better and get better. So in the middle of Kentucky, um, all we had was sports. So at Union College, the enrollment is 600 students, 550 were athletes, So the entire institution is athlete. It's all run by, you know, that's what keeps the lights on. It's everything, right? And so, again, it gives me an opportunity as a young athletic trainer to just absorb everything, right? So we had a football team. There's tennis. There's swimming. There's cycling. um, There's everything. It's approximately 27 sports also at Union College with these 550 athletes. Um, And I mastered. And then um, coming over to Monroe College, here we go, 10 years. And so that's basically my story of J- Okinawa, Japan, of acquiring all of these different tools from my parents and the United States government and the United States military, because as a dependent in the military, we are expected to act and be and perform um, a certain way. And um, all of those in- influences have put me right man, right spot, if you will.
0: (laughs) I'd say you're definitely in the right spot now. Um, But Jumping all around the world, going from country to country, from state to state, where did you find sports and then eventually sports medicine?
1: Sure. So I found sports. My parents put me in sports young, but it was just that recreational softball, baseball, no big deal, soccer on a Saturday, fun. Um, I found sports in England when I was in the 10th grade and, um, looking to meet more friends, wandered into a gym and people were playing basketball. I did a a pickup game with a bunch of girls. Um, those same girls are my best friends to this day and played basketball with them, found that camaraderie, found that, uh, Physicality found just that friendship that you, you know, that everybody knows you find when when you're with sports, when you're part of a team. Um and I joined the volleyball team, I joined the basketball team, and I joined the softball team, I joined the track team. (laughs) And so I joined everything that had to deal with sports. And then on Saturdays and Sundays I was in the gym with my friend's father. We were lifting weights and um and then early in the morning we were running and we were just you know this team and we needed each other um again especially being military dependents we tend to fall you know we need each other right um so that's right on sports it was actually fairly late in the 10th grade and um it weird it's very weird david but i when i was going to college and looking for a college i saw i typed athletics um and I, athletic training popped up. I clicked it. I said, that's it. Boom. And that was it. That was it. So I it, it didn't take much pondering. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have, like, just been steered straight to the path somehow, some way. Um, I wasn't enrolled in, like, maybe I want to do this or maybe I want to do that. I love sports. I love what it brings. Um, I loved everything about it. And, again, I knew I wanted to go to college, and I knew that things end, especially being a military child, this is going to end, right, I have to move, something has, you know, not forever, so how can I maintain this, right, how can I maintain this this feeling I'm having, um, so yeah, I typed. I remember it like it was yesterday, actually, in the library in, in my high school in England, typing in athletics, and trying to figure out how I can continue to be in athletics, and it's an athletic training, like, oh, okay, there we go, Then that was it, and I applied to uh, University of West Florida. I was actually going to go to Florida State, also, but um, my best friend got into West Florida, so we decided to go together. And um, yeah, it it just was it was like that. It was just quick light bulbs. I know it made me feel good. I know it made me happy. And I just needed to keep it keep it the same. So, thus is sports, and here is athletic training. And you know, I'm five foot one. And there's no way I was going to be a pro at anything. And I lived in England, so no one's seeing me do anything. So, okay, I need to do, I still, it still makes me happy. How can I maintain this happiness? You know, so that's how, that's how it happens, you know.
0: And that's, that's a heck of a story. So <laughs> it's, it's nice to just know where you're going, I guess, at a certain point. I wouldn't say I necessarily found my way into athletics the same way you did. I kind of had to figure things out on the fly throughout college, but here we are can't say I'm upset about it. Hey Mustangs, I just wanted to tell you about the brand new Monroe Mustang Sideline Store, powered by our apparel partner, BSN Sports. Create your own unique piece of Mustang gear by choosing from hundreds of apparel options, colors, graphics, and your choice of the new Monroe Mustangs logo collection. Throughout the month of October, you can take 20% off your order of $85 or more by using the promo code OCT20, that's OCT20 at checkout visit the monroe mustang sideline store at monroecollegemustangs.com shop and gear up for the new school year um so i think an athletic trainer at least from my outsider expected perspective gets to experience a lot of different things with athletics um a lot of highs and a lot of lows so i want to stick to some of the positives there um what would you say have been as an athletic trainer some of the best things that you've experienced?
1: Um, Some of the best things are the everyday cliches of helping an athlete. They see them injured, um, and then you get them back on the field. But what I take it a step further at Monroe College, the best thing for me is the fact that most of our student athletes, a lot of our student athletes don't have access to an athletic trainer and or the health, that health and safety. So the student athlete and the parent tend to take that side of themselves for granted. Um, and so it's not just that cliche of, oh, he got surgery on his knee, he did six months rehab, and now he's back playing. No, I have to take it a step further that I am the first experience you had. And I have now changed your life, because somebody paid attention to you, because somebody took the time where in their, in high schools around the New York area, and then like I spoke about at the beginning of our conversation, you don't find athletic trainers in a lot of colleges also. So we tend to get a lot of transfer students as well, for whatever reason. Um, Whatever personal reason it is for them, but they transfer in, and I, I will hear a lot of times as well that we don't have this. Thank you so much. You know, thank you, Miss. We didn't have this, so it's not just, and I, you know, that cliche of helping somebody, but it also is like you just change their entire life. So the way that they will end up as a person, the way that they will now care for themselves, the way that they now will interact, you know, going forward and understanding that yes, I am gonna bust my butt to be on this sports field to win this championship, but somebody still got my back and looking out for me. You know what I mean? That that may that matters. It does, it makes a difference, you know. Um, so that I think is the number one positive thing is I just have to just take it a step further that um just the joy that it brings, you know, to, to a person and in in every day, you know, even um because everybody needs somebody to complain to. So if we're on the road in Colorado, you experience David, you've seen how many times I get knocks at the door in the hotel I have a headache I'm like okay what does your mother normally do in this situation (laughs) but but it's okay because I'm here for you and I know that you probably had a long day because you've been playing baseball and your stress is high because you're trying to win a championship right so there's so many things plus you still have to write papers student athletes have it hard right so I empathize with a student athlete very well so a lot of the positives, like I said, are just that interaction, just that human interaction, just changing their life, changing their perspective a bit. And um, that's, that's that's the best part. You know, again, I can definitely say holding up that soccer trophy and holding up, you know, those championship trophies, Though that rocks too, don't get me wrong. Um, but that is once in a whatever. Um, but on a daily basis, what wakes us up in the morning and keeps smiles on our faces and and then that positive stuff is changing people's lives. And it's, it's not, again, I have to just say it over. It's not just the the, the little rehab. It's the fact that no one paid attention before, you know, and now people are, you know, it, it it does something to people, you know, thank you, you know.
0: I did mention it earlier that just from being on the road sometimes with these teams and especially at home too, that I've seen the kind of relationship that you and every other athletic trainer we have, uh, the relationships that you've built with each and every student athlete. I don't think there's a single one that you don't have any sort of relationship with. So, you know, it's something that's, it's very admirable. And know you have to deal with them every single day. So obviously it's a great thing to have a good relationship with all of them. But um, obviously this is your passion. And over the years at Monroe, you not only grew the trust as an athletic trainer, but also as an administrator. So what was the process of also adding the associate director of athletics title to, to you and, you know, the process of transitioning into a more administrative role with the college?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, it, it does sound like a, I feel like a little unorthodox um, for head athletic trainer to now take on um, such a huge role. Um, the same way that a baseball coach, though, let's be clear, a baseball coach can take on a bigger role, right? That's a little unorthodox as well. So it's not necessarily the position of athletic training. Um, it's just the fact that you have a whole nother job. And how did you become? How did you get this other job? Um, so I feel, and I like to think that um, I almost had no choice because when I started at Monroe College. I started so ground level, and every day, like I mentioned before, was such a, uh, a, a um, we had to be creative, if you will. Um, that I was constantly in the executive vice president's office, or even in the president's office, or in the CFO's office, um, and I was and I was constantly having to insert myself in these people's offices. So that way that we could accomplish the sports medicine goal that President Jerome and I um, talked about in my interview, right? So when I was hired, I had do this job, do it well. To do this job and to do it well meant that a few things needed to change um, um, infrastructurally and policy-wise within athletics. And I needed a lot of things. So the fact that I needed a lot of things meant that I was, you know, knocking on several doors a lot of the times. And whether that meant I need a little bit more bump in my budget or I needed an extra bus or I needed, because if if somebody's having surgery now, now I'm introducing this concept of um, a student athlete tears their ACL and they can't go home. They need to get surgery right away. So that way they're ready for the next season and just understanding the, um, the culture behind athletic training and the urgency that we, we take people to the doctor, they, it's, they're going to get surgery immediately, they're going to be in the dormitory, so just introducing new concepts and new cultures that are associated with athletics, where athletics is not just um, linear, right, you just don't show up and put your sneakers on and play your game, and you don't go, right, there's other things, there's a lot of things that are factors, so the other factors were not necessarily established when I arrived, So I feel like um, me getting to know the administration because of the needs that I had to establish a sports medicine department um, when Lou, Lou also a baseball coach, you know, he and I were working together every single day as well as a coach. So he understands, um, he understood, should I say, my needs. He, He also had a hand in developing the athletic department um, in various different ways. So he was a witness and a contributor to everything that I was going through and doing on a daily. So when Lou became the athletic director, um, when Monroe College gave him the promotion of athletic director, he needed somebody who was going to carry out his mission, if you will, his creativity, his uh, hard work, his effort, his giving back, and we mirrored each other again based off of the years of me implementing the athletic training, sports medicine things that I needed. And it was this perfect storm, basically, David. It was it's the perfect storm of Lou getting this promotion. I have a relationship with the administration because uh, we both have the same. Um, ideas and ideals, and it has fit, and it has created, again, um, this perfect storm, and um, it's added another layer on top of both of our jobs as a baseball coach, and I'm still the head athletic trainer, if you will, I'm still tending to athletes, um, but I'll tell you what, they complement each other very well, both of our jobs, uh, because we've been on, we've been in the inside, and we know, and so we've been, been—we're like, in the inside working our way out, if you will, as opposed to the other way, where, you know, you're starting at the top, and then you have to figure out what's happening inside, we, all, we already know what's inside, because we worked every single day on the inside, we are the same as the coaches, we are the same as the student athlete, we've experienced it all, We're there at four o'clock in the morning. I'm there in the emergency room. I'm there calling moms and dads, and um, yeah, just like I said, it uh, five years I think, maybe six years now. I can't remember which. I think five. um, But it just was this perfect storm of um, of meetings, if you will, and the president of the college and um, David Dimond. They recognized it and made it work.
0: (laughs) I'd say. One of the things that you taught me, and of course you were so instrumental in bringing me here, so of course thank you for that. But one of the things that you taught me very early on in my tenure at Monroe is that our department is very much like a one big family, and I think that that starts right at the top. And I know that you and Lou Melendez have always had such a strong relationship together, Um, and I think that's part of the reason why our, our department runs so well is that the two of you are not like yin and yang; it's not like opposites. You just you just know how to work with each other. And, um, can you, can you just tell me a little bit more about establishing that relationship between the two of you and kind of what that looks like? Cause I know it goes beyond athletics, beyond work. And it's, uh, yeah. it's just one of the great things about our department.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for recognizing that. Um, so again, a little unorthodox because yes, Lou is my boss on paper, but remember we, As baseball coach or as coach period and as athletic trainer, there is a relationship that gets um, established at the beginning of every single season. The the head coach and the athletic trainer sit down and have a conversation. These are my expectations and these are my expectations and we need to get this done. Like I said, athletic trainers have the same goal in mind. We are trying to win too. We want to bring happiness. So um, for years I am the baseball athletic trainer um and so Lou and I have had to have a relationship for his players. So if one of his players, his base, his his main pitcher, let's say his ace pitcher has a pulled hamstring. Lou Melendez, when is, when is he playing? 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 Right. So this is just examples. And for me, coach, 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 right? So it's a communication thing. We've had to establish this line too, these boundaries. Um, early on, the coach, athletic, trainer. Um, and again, it happens with every sport. Um, it happens with, you know, I could talk to you about Jeff Brewstead. I could talk to you about Marcus Bernardo. We have these communication um, boundaries set in place to get to the same goal of getting everybody successfully on the field court to play. Um, and so Lou and I, have always had to listen to each other, you know sometimes he doesn't like it, sometimes I don't like it, um, but sometimes he love it, sometimes I love it. We come to an agreement, and again, that was established on day one. So taking it a step further into the athletic director world that we have, it was it's just it's just our nature, if you will, right? Nothing has changed. Um, we approach things uh, very pragmatically, and we approach things very much the same. As if the the student is injured, right? Um, okay, this these are the things I need. These are the things that this is reality, um, and we kind of you know we we manage it in that respect. Um, we very we we both possess very good listening skills and communicating skills. Um, with those two, it forms respect. I you know I firmly believe that if every if you listen and then you communicate it's not like this, it's not a secret, it, it, and it then creates respect, so the, 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 um, the relationship Lou and I have is respect, and it has turned into friendship, um, and again, thank you for recognizing it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it definitely makes it an easier situation when, um, you, when you've had 10 years of communicating, you know, especially when it, especially when it's just focused about the same thing over and over. It's, it's athletics, you know, we do this every day, you know, it's our baby. He's, he's been in athletics your whole life, you know, so we're, we have made it our business to figure this out, and we're, I feel like we're doing well, and all we have is room to grow, like, I cannot wait uh, for the, for the next couple of chapters of the Munder Mustangs.
0: And you say plenty of room to grow. And actually, one of the next topics I wanted to bring up was, again, when I started right in the, in the summer of 2017, one of the things that was happening here that started, you know, the process started before I was here was creating another athletic department entirely, the Monroe mm-hmm. Express. Um, I know you and Lou especially had a lot, of, a lot of say and a lot of work to do with this. And what was, what was that like, you know, first deciding that this was something that Monroe could do and then seeing it become a reality?
1: That's a good question. I actually, <laughs> I, I laughed because I, I forgot about that. Like, we have so much to talk about, right, normally, and then, oh, wait, oh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, that's a whole nother topic, like, that's, and then it, it just blew my mind, you know, like, oh, there's a whole other athletic department. Um, it's not, again, Not it's unconventional, uh, it doesn't happen, uh, especially we just finished the last 40 minutes discussing athletic training, baseball coach, um, and personal lives. And now we're going to discuss an entire, another athletic department. So um, again, I don't, I think it's again, right man, right spot. And it, it was one of those perfect storms. It was one of those um, Lou Melendez, Marcus Bernardo. What ifs, right? And the good thing about our what ifs and our creativity is at Monroe College we're allowed to have it, and so I that helps tremendously. So when you say why at Monroe College, it's because again somebody's listening, and um, we start this process of talking, right? And then it builds the respect. And President Jerome again, David Dimon, they just nothing but trust and respect. For Lou and I, but also intelligence because they understand what X's and O's mean and what logic means. And oh, so this is the product. This is what's happening, and it makes perfect sense. Is if we can all understand what makes perfect sense as intelligent people, um, mixed with respect, we get an entire athletic program. Um, it was it was interesting getting it started again, just like how we, we started football. Um, but getting it started was interesting. It was fun. we got to know a lot of different people. We interviewed a lot of coaches we we it's again, it's fun, and that is the number one thing to all my student athletes or who you know and people who still haven't found the way. again, just do something fun and do something happy, and I promise you it'll be fine, you know um so making the the an, an additional athletic program in the Bronx. Again, number one, we had the resources um, because the administration believed in us, and they allowed us to be creative. You know, there he he gives us the ways and the, the the tools to be creative. So if we're creative already and we have the tools, it's not that difficult. You know, so interviewing a lot of coaches, um, Alaire Premiano, who is the heart and the soul and the backbone and the workhorse, and the uh she the, the person who is implementing it all who puts it down who walks the walk phenomenal when you have somebody like that also it speaks for itself you know um and with a layer embodying um that we want to help people We, you know, we want to make a quality product and just embodying all these values. It doesn't make it difficult, you know. It sounds it sounds extremely difficult. You guys are you're a baseball coach, athletic trainer, children, wives, husbands, all these lives, you know. But I'm if everybody is competent and everybody's listening and everybody's doing the same thing and the same way at a football game. Again, like I say, a lot of my analogies are very sports. But when we're starting a football game, there are 100 men on one side ready to go there's 100 men on the other side ready to go 200 people in addition to that there's David Spiegel in the box he's running around right you have people on the sidelines there's all these things happening but we are so good at those dances and we're so good at being where we need to be at all times that when we add this other athletic department it's I it's literally just part of the dance. You know, you just kind of add it's like juggling, you know, or spinning plates. It's you just you spin them, you keep them going, you just have this momentum going and you juggle it up. And again, if you're good at it and you practice, you know, and again, you have the tools. As long as you need the tools, you need somebody to believe in you. So and it's it's not hard. You know, it's good. It's fun.
0: I would say we're we're definitely very lucky to have not only the tools but the support to be able to do all these things, you know, like you said, adding the Monroe Express a few years, a couple years before that, adding a rugby team this year, adding an esports program that's going to be building and building over the next couple of years. Things like that. I think, um, I think even just the things that I get to do because of all those, you know, all those walls that you guys broke down to uh, you know, allow me to do something like Monroe Mustangs or you know, rebuilding our websites and social media pages and all that stuff. Um, you know, I think that's why that's one of the reasons why I love being here so much is that, um, you know, I don't have to necessarily do all the battling that you and Lou have to do, but, um, I know because of what you guys do, I get to do all the things that I like to do. So again, thank you for that. Um, (laughs) it's just, um, it's, it's just one of those things that we're, we're so fortunate to have and it it reflects on all the success that we do have. You know, at least we always get to put a, a good product on the field, on the court. Um, and it's because of, um, I think, really strong leadership at the top. So I commend you and then Lou. And like you said in, in, the, in the Express, we have a lair over there who, um, if you're listening to lair, you still owe me an interview. Um, she is she's one of the, the busiest people on our campus at all times, especially this year. So, um, you know, I could hardly get a phone call from her, let alone interview, but she knows it's coming.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so we're running a little low on time. So, yeah. um, I want to know if there's anything else you want to throw out there just cause I know, you know, um, we're, we're part of an athletic department, but we still are part of a college. So in a way, all of us kind of have a role of educators and, yeah. you know, you said that you in the athletic training office and all the other trainers, you know, you get to change lives all the time. So, um, what are some of the best things that you think you've taught people throughout the last few years or the last throughout your tenure, I should say?
1: Sure, uh, some things I think I have taught people, um, is patience and trusting the process, um, but also, um, advocating for yourself, speaking up, you know, and realizing that you're, you do matter, you don't have, you're not, don't have to be this, you know, you can, you can be that, it's okay, but you have to speak up and advocate for yourself, and um, just giving people the tools to understand um, how life works, honestly, you know, it's not easy for any of us, you know, I'm somebody's child too, you know, I'm somebody's kid, and um, and it's, it's just not easy, so just understanding that, you know, there, you, we got this, but there's a way, but it's also work hard, it's also hard work, it's also extremely hard work, it's extremely hard work,
0: it's Hard work but rewarding and I would say
1: rewarding.
0: when it comes when it comes to you and especially you and Lou together, um, you know, what you just said goes beyond the student athletes because I feel like I've learned so much from just watching the two of you lead our department on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis now. So um, you know, I'm just that I wanna say before we get out of here that um I am very happy where I am because of the people like you. And I think for anybody that's listening to this that's Considering coming to Monroe, um, it's it's a great thing to know that we have people like this uh, in our department that are really going to help some student athletes grow over a couple of or, you know, two years, three years, whatever they get here. And that it you know if you're a coach looking to work here, same thing. You know it's it's a place not only to grow but to um, learn and to really build yourself up and um, a place I would say it's probably really hard to leave. As uh, I've spoken to some, you know, former student athletes and recent student athletes and coaches that, be, that were student athletes, um, one of the things they always say is that, um, you know, they eventually do have to leave here, but, you know, they're always, you know, blue and gold at heart. And uh, as we've seen, a lot of them end up coming back. So, Hey, Mustangs. Unfortunately, we had a few technical difficulties at the end of the show, so I'm going to finish this one out by myself. I want to thank Jessica Rayford once again for joining me today on Monroe Mustangs. I think we had a great time today. We learned a lot about the Monroe Athletic Department and a lot about Jess. And she's one of the most influential people you'll meet at Monroe. So I hope you guys all enjoy the show. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com/slash Monroe Mustangs, or find us on Instagram at Monroe Mustangs and watch the show on IGTV. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.